everybody. Welcome to Between Frets, a space where female musicians meet and discuss all things music. I'm your host, Jenny Jan, and you can see here that I am wearing Fret Sisters merch. That's right, I got a Between Frets hoodie. Isn't it cute? And our hoodies, as well as our t-shirts and any type of clothing, they come in unisex sizes. So to get the idea of a unisex, um, this is medium. And I, in female sizes for me, I usually get a small or a medium. So, but this is a little bigger in this, in a unisex size. And I kind of want that because I'll be able to bundle up, you know, and layer up when I go outside. And also when I'm inside, I can just hang out and have it all loose and comfy. So we have this and my Fret Sisters fanny pack. Yay! It comes in different colors. And of course, my Between Frets mug. Pretty cool, huh? You can get all of this at our website, fretsisters.com shop. That's right, fretsisters.com shop. And yes, I'm plugging this in. Get our merchandise, represent, support the female musicians, between Frets and Fret Sisters. All right, so we are in November, and the last time I spoke to you guys was before the elections, and now we're after the elections. It is a beautiful 75 degrees out here in the D.C. area, and uh, we want to congratulate our new president-elect, Joe Biden, and our first VP, woman of color, Kamala Harris. Pretty amazing. And, you know, record numbers in the voting, you know, that's the beautiful thing about America is that people got out there and people voted um, for a lot of different things other than the presidency. So, yeah. So just, you know, it's just really cool to even know that. But, okay. So anyways, no, not even a but. Um, let's, let's have fun, right? So um, behind me, you see... a beautiful guitars with this awesome beautiful fender right her name is linda listen and i had the pleasure of interviewing her she's from the dmv dc maryland virginia and uh yeah we talk about a lot of things and you want to check her out because she's showing off her gear she's showing off her guitars she talks about her pedals and her and you know different sounds that she uses you know, get to know her. She's a really, really great guitarist. She's got really nice gospel flavor and stuff, and I think you really enjoy it. So next up, we have Linda Listen. Peace and love. And we are back. Our next guest is originally from West Orange, New Jersey, and is cur and currently resides in the D.C. area. She is a guitarist that has a gospel church flavor, really beautiful, and plays all styles of music. Her videos have been widely shared on social media, and you can see a lot of her work on, on her Instagram page, Linda Listen. Welcome, everyone. Linda Listen, yay! <laughs> <laughs> How are you? 
I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So we're in the same area pretty much. Yes, we are. Just learned that a couple months ago. <laughs> I know. I know. I think we originally kind of all met, you know, the Fret Sisters and us through um, the International Guitar Summit, the Guitar Summit, and then actually International Musician Summit um, run by Kevin Wilson. Yep. So how long have you been attending that? Uh, the first time I went was in 2016. Um, and I've been back every year since except for this year because of the pandemic but 2016 was my very first time and it just changed my life mm -hmm. actually that's so funny because 2016 is when i first started going oh. yeah i've been uh, i've been a couple years and then the past i think i was gonna attend 2019 and it just work kind of took over and then 2020 of course yeah we, or yeah this year <laughs> Whatever, let's not talk about it. <laughs> um, so, so Linda, I want to know more about you. I want to know, you know, how you came about, like, you're like, okay, I love this guitar and I'm going to play this, these, this beautiful style of music, gospel, which is really, really a hard thing for me. But I look at your playing and I see what you're doing and it's really inspiring. Wow, thank you. <laughs> I mean, I guess I grew up in church. I grew up in a Haitian church. Um, my parents are from Haiti. They migrated here. Um, so I have a lot of compa in my blood. My first instrument actually was the drums. I played the drums when I was like four or five years old. Then I spent a lot of time singing um, and didn't really pick up the guitar until I was 18 years old. Um, so. I was messing around with it for a long time, which I regret now. Um, but yeah, I started picking it up when I was 18. There was a class in my high school, Guitar 101. And yeah, that's when I actually started. And I guess now the church that I'm playing at now has really been drilling, you know, gospel and quartet style music so I've been studying um, this is actually very new for me because I'm used to playing compa music um, so I'm learning it and you're right it is very hard <laughs> but you just gotta take your time with it have fun listen mm -hmm. listen to the bass player keyboard player guitarist listen to everybody and just pull from all of that yeah, yeah, it has kind of like the kind of blues, kind of jazz, R&B. Yeah. Um, and I know a lot of gospel players um, usually take that. And when they do different styles, you know, of music or playing in other types of groups, they kind of adding that flavor in there really colors it up a little more. Yeah, right? yeah absolutely. I'm definitely grateful for, it's like a, old school Baptist church and it's really like teaching me a lot of basic rudiment things that I didn't learn playing in a Haitian church so it's an experience and I'm enjoying it that's awesome yeah. so were you self-taught or like did you have like an instructor any influence and your influences too um for 
after senior year, because that's when I started playing, I had an instructor, but it was kind of like the teacher was part-time. Just, you can tell he did it for extra cash. Um, for a little while, I was self-taught and I've had a few mentors. My first one was Walter Williams, uh, the fourth, who's based out of Jersey. Um, and my, I guess who's influenced my playing, I would for sure say, you know, Jubu Smith, Jonathan DuBose, um, John Schofield, um, Bela Fleck, Mark Letiri, Mm. Lawrence Jones, a ton of people. I could go on and on. Willie Brown Jr., you know, bands. I definitely, I have a thing with like listening to bands as well um, and studying from a band. So what the lately the my like go-to band to like listen to and learn to and vibe off of has been uh ASMR band from Agape Family Worship Center in Broadway, New Jersey. Um, Snocky Puppy, Ghost Note, uh, Ty Tribbett and GA. Just, just the vibe within a van. Within a van, it's like I, I don't know. I love it all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, those are like some great influences, definitely. I know Jonathan Dubose was at the 2016 um, mm-hmm. Guitar Summit back yeah. then. Yeah, I mean. That's I, when I first met him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, when I saw him, I was like, wow, who is, like, I kind of knew about him, but not too much, like most of the players that were there. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, the stuff makes you cry. <laughs> For sure. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So um, so I know that um, with, with the guitar, and of course you do sing too, you sing as well. I do sing sometimes. <laughs> I sing when I have to. Um, I, yeah, I like singing. <laughs> That's awesome, though. That's awesome. Trying to do both at the same time is, has been a challenge, but you know, everything with practice and with time and with growth. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. do you do you do a lot of like singing in like any of your video work? Um, I think once I did. I think once or twice I might have been uh, playing and singing. Um, but now at my church, they actually have me set up for every third Sunday to lead worship. So now it's kind of forcing me to, you know, play it because they still want me to play. Um, so now I'm really like trying to hone in on, you know, my coordination with playing and singing. So mm-hmm. we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. You know, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, what you're doing, like playing um, the gospel style really quick, because I think it's really interesting for our listeners to hear about, you know, the not only the technique, but the thinking of gospel um, music, like the numbers and stuff, because I know just from a personal going into that, sometimes when I would get hired for something like that, it would be more about that kind of thing, like the numbers and, you know, like 
I don't know. Can you talk about it? Can you talk about like that kind of thinking? <laughs> to me, it's different that way. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like for the most part, I play like a lot of nine chords. Mm -hmm. um, and then it's just a lot of technique. Like a lot of the older gospel songs, talking like traditional stuff and hymns, a lot of the melodies are repetitive. Like you'll find like a lot of the songs kind of have like the same chord progression. So once you lock down that chord progression, it literally like translate in a lot of different um, gospel songs. And the other thing like with gospel music, there's typically like a lot of stuff going on. Like you'll have a keyboard player, organ player, you got the drummer, the bass player, maybe two guitar players, uh, maybe a horn section. So sometimes as a guitarist, you can get away with doing less because there's so many elements going on, um, which is kind of like a cheat code for me um, because if the keyboard player and the organist and the horns, they're all like playing their part I don't need to be doing a gazillion things at one time either because, you know, the purpose is to sound whole. So I feel like it just depends on, you know, how many elements are in the room um, and just finding your spot and what works. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, you touched on a great point about with, um, you know, every instrument playing, like sometimes it can get really crazy. So where do you fit in on the, you know, in that like pocket, I guess. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, leave it up to everyone else and just, if it's time for me to play a line or to, you know, hit a chord, then I'll do it. After that, you know, we're all working together to sound like one unit. Mm -hmm. Um, on it. So do, do you find, like, I feel like tackling something like that, I usually fall into like a minor pentatonic scale or something, like whenever stuff like that, do you find that kind of I like? Pentatonic a lot, a lot, a lot. It you use it a lot? I use it a lot. I'm trying to break away from it. I did learn like the, uh, the seven modes of the major scale, but I feel like the pentatonic is like my go-to clutch safe zone. So, and it works. <laughs> that makes me so happy <laughs> and, and confirms my joy that I actually go to that because I feel like I feel the same way. Like, you know. <laughs> it just is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Do what works and worry about the rest later. <laughs> <laughs> So I just wanted to um, to ask you about um, where you grew up because you grew up in West Orange, New Jersey. And that's so funny because I grew up in Wayne, New Jersey, which is kind of like a little bit west of. <laughs> I went to Patterson. Yeah. So I would drive through Wayne all the time. <laughs> yes. How long did you grow up there? Were you born there? So I was born in uh, Newark, New Jersey. Um, we lived in, we lived there up until I was seven. 
and then I spent most of my uh, grad grade school years in West Orange. Um, then from there, uh, we moved to Linden, New Jersey, which is where my family still lives now. Um, I ended up going to school and I'm an occupational therapist, so I did traveling therapy for a couple years and that's how I landed in the DC area. But I liked the job, liked the people, so I decided to stay. So, but yeah, West, uh, West Orange, Old Town, that's my, my home. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And you said you're an occupational therapist. What is, what is that? Is that physical therapy? It's kind of like physical therapy. Physical therapy will um, focus on a person's ability to walk, uh, more, more so focus on like their lower, their legs, I gotta use regular words. They're uh, like being able to walk, being able to stand, being, being able to sit, getting in and out of bed and occupational therapy will work on um, a person's function. Like if they're able to wash and, you know, dress themselves, um, getting up out of bed, um, if their job is to type and let's say they've got like carpal tunnel or have a wrist injury, then, you know, it would be my job to decrease the pain um, and just get them back to normal uh, and being independent with their, you know, daily activities. Mm -hmm. So we work kind of hand in hand in hospitals and in uh, nursing facilities, which is where I'm at now in Bethesda. Um, so it's been fun. I, I've also worked with kids. Um, the field is so wide, like I can work with babies to 100 year olds. Uh, mm -hmm. Work a lot with kids with autism, cerebral palsy, the whole spectrum of um, physical disabilities, ADHD, all of that stuff. So mm. it's it's a lot of fun. Um, some of that knowledge you can take towards like even a, a musician, right? Just. Um... Sorry, I think I'm getting buzz. I don't know if you can hear that. Um, it's more like, um, more like, like you said, you mentioned carpal tunnel, which is actually a big, you know, kind of musician. Right. Could be a musician thing. Have you worked? Have you had any, you know, like any musician patients or even talked about maybe, you know, like things to like avoid? you know, with the wrist or, you know, injuries, I guess, physical injuries? I've heard um, some like bassists and guitars complain of like trigger finger, mm -hmm. um, where they get some extra car, uh, tissue that causes their like finger to get stuck in one position and they can't like pop up. Um, my best advice to, if you're a musician in general is stretch make sure you stretch. Make sure you stretch out like all of your muscles and tendons and your forearms and your wrists and your fingers. Mm -hmm. You gotta stretch. Cause once you catch a cramp, <laughs> which I have, I'm like, you know, <laughs> caught in a cramp like in my thumb, my thumb gets sore. Like if I'm, my telly has a really wide neck and like, 
my thumb will get so sore. So my best advice is just to stretch. Stretch, stretch, stretch. Keep those fingers and your wrist and your hands all loose. Definitely. Great advice. Now, um, <laughs> you know, I wanted I want to say that I've seen photos of you with your guitar, a Strat. It's a it's an autumn, like an autumn orange color. Yeah. Oh my gosh! It, talk about that guitar or your gear. Right here, baby. So this I actually bought by accident. I was at Guitar Center. I forget why and some guy was uh, trading a couple strats in or just getting rid of it. And I had to undercut Guitar Center. They were like trying to give him 200 and change for it. And I'm like, I know the guitar costs way more than $200. So, you know, I pulled him to the side and I gave him an offer and he sold it to me. <laughs> so, but yeah, this is a Mexican strat. Um, and I usually use it at church just because I love the way a Strat sounds like mm -hmm. with gospel music. Um, but yeah, this is my, my favorite. <laughs> Show it in the camera again because I love the color. Oh, that is beautiful. The other one he was selling, it was like a sunburst, but there was this one I I usually don't buy guitars unless I'm like, I can't leave without you. And this was one of those, I'm not leaving here without you. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. that's when you know you have, that's when you know you have, you found your baby. <laughs> no. So there's that one. And then the other one, this one is a custom by Anderson Custom Guitars. Um, he made me a jazz master with uh, P90 pickups. Um, and this is just beautiful. Like, I like playing this for like, um, if I have like a pop gig, it, it, the tone is just amazing. And it's really light, but it's still like, gives me a crunchy tone sometimes, uh, depending on which pickup I, I'm on. Like, this one is, is gold. <laughs> Wow, man, that is beautiful. Thank you. Aronson Guitars, check him out on Facebook. He literally makes guitars for fun. He's actually a doctor, he's a radiologist, and he builds guitars from Strat. And I met him at the International Guitar Summit where he bought a couple of his, um, his own work and I was blown away. I'll probably never like buy a manufactured guitar ever again. Like if I get another guitar, it'll probably be by him. Well, um, we'll definitely put that in the show notes along <laughs> with all your links. But, um, but yeah, that's a beautiful guitar. So do you use like any, do you use any pedals or do you have like a go-to amp or your go-to gear? Yes. Like um, I recently started with uh, the Line 6 Pod Go. This is, um, it's a part of like the Helix, the Line 6 Helix brand. I love Line 6. I know there are a lot of people that are not a fan, but there will be no Line 6 slander over here. Um, <laughs> I, still have, <laughs> I still have like the very first Pod XT Live pedal. 
um, which is, that's like my baby too, but some of the uh, foot switches don't work anymore. <laughs> so I upgraded to the Pago and I've really been enjoying it. Um, my amps, I've been using the Boss Katana, which is without it's the best thing about it is like it comes with 150 boss pedals on it um and it comes with five six five to six different amp options and it's so versatile um it's not too heavy to carry around and it just sounds so crisp so clean um yeah the boss katana amp is like my favorite right now. Really? This That's one, this is a, a, a reverb pedal, which is like great for, I feel like CCM settings, like CCM church. It's an ambience pedal by Flux. Hmm. If you YouTube this and just see like the sound that you get out of here, this was worth every dime. So this is also one of my, my favorite pedals it's a reverb ambience pedal yeah that's it it comes with ox there's an ox setting an octave setting and like a fifth they'll put you in they'll have like a fifth um note playing along with it and it's just beautiful beautiful so that is so cool i'm so glad that you're showing your stuff because um because that's really interesting you know to see how um, how other guitarists, you know, take their tone or, or kind of, you know, where they get their sound. Yeah. So it's definitely, definitely educational. Thank you. <laughs> we thank you. <laughs> um, just one real quick question about the Line 6. Is that hard to program? Like, is it, or can you download stuff? Like, you, I know so You can download stuff. Um, I feel like that's why people don't like Line 6 because it seems overwhelming, but it's really not. Um, the way that I have my pedals set up, I just have it set up as an analog pedal. But there are a bunch of options where you, of like preamps that you could put on, cabinets that you can put on, mics that you can, um, how close you want the mic from, you know, the, the amp. So there's all those little types of options that you can use to tweak your sound um but i find that you know just reading the manual or going on youtube for examples um and it's not hard at all you just gotta take the time and put put in the time to actually learn the uh the equipment yeah um, so yeah the way i have my board set up is i just have it as like an analog board i don't have um, a preamp going or a cabinet going, um, compressors, I leave all that stuff. I just got like my delay, my reverb, my chorus, stuff that I need for church, stuff that I would need for the gig. Um, and then I worry about like the amp, my actual amp, my katana, for you know, the EQ settings, the type of amp that I want to use. So that's kind of how I have it. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, um, so will you be, do you have any upcoming projects or anything, you know, like music or 
more videos. <laughs> I, I thought about like making a single or whatever. Mm. I think right now I've just been trying to stay, just trying to maintain a healthy relationship with my guitar uh, and practicing every day and just picking it up and staying in love with it. Um, because it's been difficult, especially through the pandemic, you know, me working in the healthcare field, you know, like I'm out every day and my, you know, risk for Corona, catching coronavirus is a little bit higher than like the average person just because I work in the medical field. So literally just coming home and just picking up the guitar and just having fun and decompressing, um, trying to create trying to sound, play like what I want to sound like and sound like what I want to play like. So just literally just having fun with it at this point. I don't want to put too much pressure on myself. There's enough pressure going on right now. <laughs> that's beautiful to say that though, you know, just because that's really what music and playing, what musicians really strive for. Yeah. It's just a love. Mm-hmm. Well, this is so awesome. It's been great having you on our Between Frets podcast. And I f forgot to mention that we are so happy to have you here, of course. <laughs> we've been we've been kind of like wanting you on there. And when season four came up, I like let our admin know, like, you know, I want to, you know, I want to get Linda on the podcast. She goes, oh, I'm on it already. And I'm like, yay, because <laughs> I want to interview her. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I'm taking a back. Thank you. <laughs> well, Linda, um, let everybody know where we can find you on social media. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Linda underscore listen underscore um, Facebook. Uh, it's also Linda listen as well. Um, I'm on Twitter. I believe it's also Linda listen. Uh, so just type in Linda Listen and my face should pop up with my art, with my uh, my Strat somewhere. <laughs> that beautiful Strat, right. <laughs> we'll put everything in the show notes to get everybody, you know, to direct everybody towards you. And hopefully when this thing lifts up, we can like, we can hook up. <laughs> I, I need to come see you play. You're like around the corner. I know, I know. A, a lot, just um, on a side note, I guess for everybody to know, like, it seems like Virginia, if anybody's in the DMV area, Virginia seems to be the only place open, opening up for live music. Yeah. So it seems like most of my gigs are happening down there. Yeah, I mean, road trip. <laughs> yeah. Well, we definitely need to do a collab at some point because I really, really admire everything you're doing and everything you've done. Um, Thank you. You got to teach me that some of that some of that quartet stuff because I saw that video. I'm still learning. I'm telling you, man, that's like alien stuff to me. <laughs> I got you, Jenny. All right, that's awesome. Well, okay, so it's been great, and um, everybody follow. Linda Listen on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, look her up. She's amazing. And uh, and comment, question, everything. You know, her guitar is beautiful, by the way. Thank you again for showing off your gear. Thank you. Okay.
See you later. Okay, bye. Okay, so we're coming back because Linda was talking about a major problem that us females get when we play guitar. What was it? Playing with big boobs. <laughs> and I've got some jugglers on here. <laughs> and like, I really get afraid when someone asks me to play a acoustic guitar because like, first of all, I gotta figure how to sit my tit like <laughs> on the boob. And then it might hurt, and then I gotta like play over the thing. So yeah, I don't like playing acoustic guitar just because of the girls. <laughs> of the girls. You know, you might want to consider like, I know Fender has that acoustic, um, it's a it's it's an acoustic kind of electric, like thin. Have you seen those? I, I forgot what it. it was called. I actually bought one of those back in the day. It's like a Stratocaster where it's 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 an acoustic guitar but it's like kind of shaped like a strat or you know mm -hmm. it has like things going like a strat but i just didn't like the tone of it um i know they redid the model i haven't tried it out yet i know fender they kind of like came out with a whole bunch of new gear mm -hmm. um, i saw that the stratocaster they redid that so um that might be an option um, I do have a thin body acoustic, um, which is like, it's like a cheap acoustic, it's nothing fancy, <laughs> but that, that's a struggle. Yeah, having, <laughs> having big boobs. First you gotta like carry these around, then you got a heavy guitar on your back, and then you're like carrying the amp. I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> all over the place. Well, we'll have to come up with something for the women out here that have, you know, <laughs> a big chest. Just throw it over the, the guitar, the throw boys will fit, and just keep it moving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, Linda, yeah, we just had to, like, talk about that because, yeah, we know, we know the struggles, the heels, mm -hmm. the, the chest the nails, <laughs> you know, right. we can't have long, we can't have long nails, but we can still look good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, awesome. Okay. So. <laughs> struggle. Yeah. It's a thing. All right. All right, Jenny. All right. I'll see ya. Okay. Bye. Hey, Riff Girl, what's our riff today? Let's give a little something what you're about to play. Hey!
If you want to learn more about this lick, hit us up on Facebook or Instagram at Fret Sisters or email us at fretsistersmusic at gmail.com. Peace and love. <laughs>